Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Midcoast Made Podcast. My name is John Spira. Today, Patrick McCafferty is joining us. Hey, Pat. How's it going, Do John? Do people call you Pat? Uh, you got to go right into that microphone. Yeah. Uh, so you can actually turn it to your mouth if you want to. There you sure. Go. There you go. Uh, Pat or Patrick is, is great. <laughs> okay. I noticed that um, men tend to say Pat. Right. Women almost always, and it's like a rule. It's like 93 to 7. Say Patrick. Yeah. Women Hilarious. say Patrick. Men say Pat. Fair enough. Well, I hate it. I, get, <laughs> I have a little chuckle when someone introduced me a guy and he goes, hey, Pat. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. So what's uh, what's uh, what's going on with you these days? I heard you. Uh, well, you told me actually that you were um, you got yourself elected to the school board. Uh, yes, yeah i I thought I was volunteering. Okay, for the school board, <laughs> and we can actually. God's honest truth is, uh, Allison McKellar. Yeah, sure. Uh, talked to me one day. She obviously was already on the select board at this time. She's like, "You should run for the school board." And uh, or no, you should uh, you should be on the school board. Yeah, uh, and we can all be because we all grew up together. We're all close, and yeah, it makes sense. She's already on the select board, right? And I was like, oh, sure, yeah. And I went, and she said, you just go down to the town office and basically sign up. So I did, and they said, oh, this is a uh, contested election. Oh my goodness! Uh, against <laughs> against um, uh, Linda uh, uh, Linda Clancy, uh, no. Shoot, Linda Chilton, sorry. Okay. And I was oh, like, Oh, sure, I know Linda, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and she's fantastic. She's like the most fantastic. She was, and she's like the best school board member, too. So I was like, Oh, no. Hilarious. I was like, I didn't know that. Like, I didn't, I wouldn't, like, I didn't want Linda Chilton. She's like the best one. And, <laughs> but I had already signed the papers and oh, everything. Oh, that's else. awesome. Yeah. And so I went ahead with it. Um, but she actually then immediately had a job as the executive assistant to the superintendent, oh, which okay. made perfect sense. She's, okay very um uh on top of things and and uh yeah moved right into that basically like being a school board member by getting paid and yeah for sure yeah fantastic and uh and i be and i was on the school board and uh our first meeting first meeting i walked into uh you're sworn in down at the town office yeah and i went and they said please do that right away because we have a meeting you know in a few days i said sure I walked in and uh, where they give us a big spreadsheet and it's the middle school project. Oh, jeez! And they're like, uh, you know, <laughs> we got to slash two point four million dollars off this thing or something. Wow! Uh, so then we spent the next three or four hours doing that. So you got you got thrown into the deep end of the pool right yeah, at the beginning. Trial by fire. Sure, sure. So uh, what what else have you been up to in terms of uh, that role, uh, like as of late? Obviously, um, obviously things have transitioned. Um, so when were you elected exactly? Actually, uh, I think it was 2018. I okay. think this is my yeah. It's like a three year term, and I'm there until okay. 2021. Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, so a couple of years of normal, and now new normal with uh, COVID and everything. So sure. you're uh, you're what you're kind of having to think around new problems or i mean i can't even imagine trying to you know get a bunch of kids into school with all of these kind of new ideas yeah I, I would say yeah this is a definitely a new challenging set of problems yeah but um i feel like honestly we took it in stride as you can as far uh, i think that these the people that are on the school board and the superintendent the administration of the school have gotten used to gathering information and making decisions 
and uh, you know having to do it essentially for for a living or the school board members twice a month for yeah. twelve months. Uh, but it it just became one of those situations we um, had to hunker down, decide what to do, and and proceed. And I commend everybody involved and and uh, Maria, the superintendent, just being cautious. We just took the cautious approach. Like it's lives. We don't know. We're not experts. Mm-hmm. I even, I remember just saying to Maria or, or maybe a few members of the school board, like, okay, what's the plan? One <laughs> case of COVID, what do we do? Right. Like what's, what's, what's the plan? We got to make a plan. And Maria was like, what are you, a doctor or something? Like, how are we going to make a plan? You know, it's actually, and it, so, so it turns out to be the CDC. As soon as there's a COVID case, they come in and provide you know, heavy consultation or, or basically you could say just take over and 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 make the decisions you know open up a case sure. do the contact tracing wow and it's very organized and actually respect the process a lot it was it was great to see because there was a covid case in the middle school but and so did the cdc come in and and do just that just that yeah wow. yeah very organized and granted it's probably easier to be the CDC and the school district in Camden, Maine than it is in Evansville, Indiana or something, sure. you know, sure. 10 yeah. times tiny, size. Tiny yeah. School. Yeah, and sure. we have like zero community transmission. Right. Uh, it's been a cakewalk for us. Yeah, it really has. Yeah. Whereas it's been just extremely taxing for other places. And that's what we, you know, the, the, that's what I at least have researched and looked into is just, you know, the tax on the system. This this thing is real and it's serious. It is. We're so lucky uh, and isolated from so much of it. Um, I, I've talked to a lot of folks about that aspect of it. Um, we're so isolated from the riots that have been going on in the rest mm-hmm. of the country. We've been, I don't know, I feel like it's it's weird just being in the you know far off reaches of the united states we're left pretty much to ourselves to kind of deal with our own small problems i would i would agree with you entirely um this is a haven you know the whole mid-coast you and and stretching into maine i mean you drive into maine and to dexter and and farmington <laughs> and you name it scarborough and yeah. and the whole place is just is just gorgeous and uh are you from here originally yeah. Where, whereabouts? Right right here in Camden? Or? Yeah, I was born in Glencove, Maine, Penn Bay Medical Center. Okay, nice. nice. Yeah. I was I talking actually, to John Morrow the other day. He was born at the old uh, healthcare center. Right? Yeah, in Camden? We, yeah. I know. I missed out on that by like a year or two. <laughs> oh, they okay. tore it down, yeah. That's awesome. But I, I lived in uh, the Island View. Well, it wasn't the Island View Motel then. It was our house. But now yeah. it's the Island View Motel in okay. Glencove, right beside... After you, you're leaving Camden, yeah. going through Rock, Upper Is that the one, one with the clattering on it? No. 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 Oh, that's a little bit for, further. Oh, okay. That'd be south. So you're going from Camden down Route 1. Yeah. Route 1. Um, like, say we're at Plants Unlimited, right? Mm-hmm. And you go down a little bit further. Spinnaker Restaurant or Offshore Restaurant now. Little mini golf course. PBMC, Penn Bay Medical Center. Um, like Strawberry Hill or... Some other ones. And there's Island View Motel. Okay. Right on Glen Cove. Drive past it every day. I never notice. Yeah, you don't notice the sign, right? Um, and so that's where so I that, grew up. That was your house? Yeah. How Now, how did it become a hotel? Or that was after you guys? Yeah, we moved when I was like 13 years old. Oh, okay. And um, That's a fun house to grow up in. How, was, many, how many years did you spend there? Uh, 13. Oh, wow. No yeah. kidding. Yeah, yeah. It was, it, was, uh, oh, it was a great place. I mean... 
I got some stories. We can <laughs> we can get into that if you want. <laughs> Whatever you want to say. Yeah. 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 Glencoe Ferry. It goes down. If you follow the coast, they're like saying, let's follow the coast back towards Camden Rockport. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Rockport first. It's very cliffy and um, but little spots of pebbles and, and, and beauty and beaches and stuff. Just um, the best the coast of Maine has to offer. For sure. For sure. One of the things you said to me a week ago or so when, whenever we talked, whenever we set this up, was that uh, that you were surprised getting onto the school board. Um, how, uh, I don't know, I think you had a perception of it. And then when you kind of got into it, you had you there was a different perception what was that? yes what was what was your perception uh getting into the school board um honestly um i'll, I'll be totally honest and yeah, I've, yeah, I've, yeah. I've i've fessed up with all the school board members and bringing everything else um looking at it from the outside it was so easy to form an opinion on the schools i mean especially the schools or anything anything this literally extends into every facet of our lives right okay. now okay i think we're quick decision makers maybe nowadays that's just my opinion, but uh, and my opinion based on the fact that I used to do it. And um, let's take, for example, pertaining especially to the school, mm-hmm. uh, the new school. When that was all going down, that was being built. That was before I was on the school board. Do you mean the new middle school? The new middle school. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I did not want to do that. And I thought I would thought it'd be cool to renovate the existing buildings, yeah. including MET. And make like a campus and, you know, build a couple new buildings and spread it out, make a campus. But anyways, um, it, way ahead of me, you know, the, the decision to build a new school was already done. But anyways, I would sit and, and, and form these opinions about um, the school with, with maybe maybe a thousand or three thousand words of information. Like I read an article or that just gave the briefest synopsis sure. of what they've discussed. Yeah, for sure. And so when I got on the school board and I participated in one meeting, it's like four hours long and you get an exhaustive amount of information and you have the opportunity to, to debate, you know, essentially and discuss with right. your peers here on the school board who have like a vested interest. I mean, they have basically volunteered to sit up there and, and make these tough decisions and discuss this stuff. And then you've got the community who also has a say right then and there. Right. And, you know, you sit there and discuss these issues and you have 18 agenda items. You got to make 18, 20 decisions mm. and you just take the information that's in front of you and you do it. And there's not a lot of like politics and stuff involved. Not a lot of um, ideological differences that come up and things like that. You just, you, you, you have a lot of information you know, the administration in particular is kind of responsible for gathering that information. Um, sometimes it's a decision about a legal matter, let's say. And so you get, uh, you have uh, three hours worth of, you know, question and answers from an attorney to, to review and, uh, or the superintendent will give a synopsis. Um, that's just one example. It's pretty mundane. It's pretty thorough. And I think I just, I want to urge people to maybe watch them or go to them to understand better really what goes into it. So you've got a lot of information and you have to make some uh, important decisions and they can't be put off and you can't procrastinate. You know, you're doing it right there on the spot. And um, 
you know, you, you, you do the best you can. And then what I was surprised with was the reaction from people immediately thereafter. And it was funny that I was surprised because I was just one of those people like 48 hours prior to my first meeting, right? <laughs> Super critical. Yeah. Not, not happy with the decision. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. I feel like, like just take, for example, my mm-hmm. first meeting, like four hours long, we're going over a spreadsheet. Okay. Item, action item, uh, um, uh, item after item, hundreds of items going into this school. It's going to be a 29 or 22. Sorry, I don't know the 20 something million dollar school. Yeah. And, you know, we got to cut, you know, all this out. And we spent so long doing it, talking to the owner of the construction company, talking to our attorneys, uh, talking to the town's attorney, architects. Oh my goodness, it was just insane. What can you cut? What can't exactly. you cut because of regula- var- various regulations? That kind yeah. Of thing. And we were like, it was, you know, it, it can be frustrating sometimes when you really, um, want to, when a few people want to dig into a certain issue or whatever, but it's, it's, that's just a, something you quickly try and get over when something runs over and you get a little irritated, but you know, the whole idea is to be thorough. And so, you know, that night we go and spend four hours worth of just, just exhaustive work and decision-making, you know, then you got to raise your hand and vote for these things. And then someone picks up a newspaper the next day, reads 45 words into the synopsis of the thing, which, you know, is, uh, anyways, the synopsis of it. And then, you know, yeah, the synopsis then, can only do yeah, so much. Then slaps, yeah, slaps sure. the paper down and says, you know, idiots. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and never mind the fact that it was, you know, 12 people, nine people or something that debated, yeah. you know, yeah. and there yeah, was yeah, outside and input and, and everything work, else. Yeah. The community had a chance to be there. <laughs> So maybe I'm just griping, but no, I always I hear look, I hear it. So it's so it's really interesting. So a couple of a couple of thoughts. I mean, I've spent hours watching uh, town meetings, um, uh-huh. Camden mostly. Um, uh, I'd say the la- like two years ago and last year I spent I don't know. It was on in the background for days and days and days because I had to pull many all-nighters here at the jewelry shop to mm-hmm. finish up projects, and uh, so I just put it on because they were literally over there. They were, at, you know, they were working while I was working, so I thought, oh, it's camaraderie. Like I'll just click, you know, and I was watching them. Yeah. And um, so I watched tons of meetings. That's where I found out about the fact that Camden's in the um, the Global Covenant of Mayors. Get out of here. Do you know about that? No. Oh yeah. So Camden's in the Global Covenant of Mayors, whatever. That, we could get into that, but we won't. Uh, it's some. It's an environmental thing. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, so there was because there's an environmental subcommittee in Camden. Yeah. And Pete uh, Collagen, who I've had on this podcast, um, got us. He and a few other people got us into it. Anyway, so Camden's part of that. And uh, so I learned I learned all sorts of very fascinating things watching these hours and endless hours of of town meetings. But I, I can't say that I've ever watched a school board meeting. Um, so, Even, yeah, twice is I twice mean, is boring sometimes. I, well, that being well, they're all boring. But yeah. but I've never I've never indulged the uh, that particular one. So um, I can't speak to it, uh, you know, particularly. But one thing I will say is that, um, you know, I. There is a ton of work that goes into it, obviously, as you describe it. And uh, and I guess one question I have is it's sort of a self-selected group in a way because um, you all have a, a vested interest in being there or else you wouldn't be there. 
I'm I'm just throwing it out there. I'm guessing that your kids are in the school system. Yeah. Uh, For me, yes. Three. Right. Uh, You know, I have three sons in the school system currently. Uh, I don't know if that's why I did it. Mm -hmm. You know, I actually did it to because, again, going uh, Allison, I give credit to Allison uh, McKellar. She, in a way, like held my feet to the fire. She didn't just say, hey, go down and uh, volunteer for the school board. Right. It's going to be awesome. Like there was some convincing to be done. Sure. Some some reasoning that she gave. And she was like, oh, yeah, we had talked one time about civic responsibility and, you know, how um, our generation would be inheriting leadership or we're, we're the next generation of this town. We're the next generation of this town. And then we, I noticed I was already telling my kids uh, you're the next generation of this town, but I haven't been the next generation yet, right? <laughs> I haven't involved, done anything. Right? Yeah. And I was like, can well, I... you've done a lot. You've had three sons, first of all. Absolutely. You've, absolutely. But in terms of literally like civic adult. municipal decision-making sure. is what I'm talking about. Sure. Someone has to do it. For sure. And I was like, okay, I I, I, I do see the need there yeah. and I do feel like I can, I can do that. And... And, and that was the reason why I signed up, the the running against Linda Chilton, like uh, campaigning or something, which I did not do. But um, just, you know, the, the whole politics of it seems almost, it, it, almost here it would be almost unnecessary. Cause oh, like, yeah, so that was one question or one thought I had and why I brought up this idea of self-selective group. Because is it in a way that, you know, the politics kind of comes out of it to a certain degree, at least here, because everyone's interested in participating in the school I mean that, so it's a sort of um, foregone conclusion that I'd like to think so. I mean, at least at least here, the answer is yes. Yeah, I think even across the board, right? It's a it that's a that's a, the answer to that is yes. And I mean, like nationally, um, it was just funny. I, I saw a conversation once just on Facebook that I, I try not to engage or whatever. It'd be a you know, it almost feels like a waste of time, but. Uh, but it, sometimes it it's is. not. Well, sometimes, yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's <laughs> interesting it to see also other people's people can really articulate themselves well. You, yeah. On Facebook sure. and online, you for can sure. see exactly where they're coming from, yeah. which um, which I appreciate. But it was, and I, I, you know, subconsciously I mentioned Evansville, Indiana, uh-huh. earlier. It was because this person. Okay, there's a post. This girl, she posts like a meme or something like a just a picture of. A, a sentence and it says ever since COVID-19 hit um, my school district has been feeding the kids for free okay you know, or providing free lunches right. to all the that. kids in the school you know they could do it all along they just wouldn't oh boy and I was like and, and I don't even and I just watched like people comment on it and, and they were like yeah like that's that's right and I was yeah. like no that's not that's Right. That's not right. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, and, and so one guy, he just seemed like a very reasonable person, but he was, seemed very aggravated and vitriolic. And I just clicked on his profile. He was from Evansville, Indiana. He had made some posts about the local school board okay. before and was just rude, you know, and ugly mm-hmm. about it, which is honestly like a lot of the messages we get here. Yeah. Read like your average letter to a school board member, yeah. someone who basically volunteered to like help do some heavy lifting in the school. Yeah. And they're like, imbeciles. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't you think it's a little hypocritical or whatever, you know, just very strangely yeah. judgy or whatever. Sure. Or mean spirited. Um, but anyways, this guy in particular 
um, you know, was really upset. And he was commenting on that uh, picture sentence about they could do it all along and they never did. So I looked up the school board and stuff in his local area, Evansville, Indiana, and it turns out like 22 out of 42 schools they had are they have been doing free lunches for all the kids, mm. not even like um, kids that have government assistance like uh, sure, what everyone. we do. But yeah. Like, yeah, the whole the whole school. Wow, which is amazing. And that's 22 out of 42 schools in like Evansville, Indiana. And this guy's like complaining about the the first of all the fact that it's not even happening when it is. Sure. And second, like the people that made it happen. Right. And so I just asked like a simple question, like, you know, what would be their motivate these people's motivation, these school board members that you're railing against in Evansville, Indiana, um, what would be their motivation for graft or corruption <laughs> <laughs> like within the school board? Right. <laughs> and, um, and he's like, oh, they're just uh, trying to get to do anything to get reelected. And I was like, who wants to get reelected for this after you do it for three years and you realize like you just kind of volunteered to help out. And now everybody, you know, thinks you're a corrupt politician for, for some sure. reason. So for like, sure. it's not the PTA, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, that's funny. Yeah. So it was just, that was kind of surprising. And so uh, I was, I was raised, um, in a very different, uh, kind of situation. So you're the oldest, I think, right? In your yeah, yeah of our the two siblings, the yeah. two of you, right? So yeah. I'm the youngest of three. Shout out to uh, Shannon, we're the yeah, mutual friend for right? sure, of course. Yeah. Um. So I'm the youngest of three. I got two older brothers, and they uh they went through the middle school and high school uh, when my parents moved here in '86, mm-hmm. and I was two years old. And my father spent the entire time that my brothers were in the public school system fighting the crap out of it mm-hmm. uh he was fighting dare yeah he was fight because it increases drug use i know your dad's like a little famous for this like i even remember as like a young <laughs> oh do you person. remember this? yeah yeah your oh, dad no kidding oh you're yeah, old and my mother like is so kind of <laughs> my mother's like kind of similar so like oh really Russell, she knows your That's dad hilarious. she's like he's a hero he's a oh, local hero oh my god okay so how much older oh, so i'm 36 how old are you 38 oh okay interesting Huh. Yeah, well, so that's funny that you because your Shannon's grade. Yeah, you're 2002. Yeah, I'm 2000. Okay. Well, that's funny that you would have a, a memory of that because for me, just those two years was enough. That the only reason I know about it is because he was my dad. Right. Um, but I didn't know about it from anyone else. I may have like a special insight because my mother again was such a big fan, which, which your dad knows. Or I they're, see. They're kindred I, spirits. I didn't know that. Okay. So I didn't realize that. So um, well, anyway, yeah. So he was fighting Dare. He was pulling um, obscene um, <laughs> book, books out of a library. Yeah. Because um, Jeff would bring, my brother Jeff would bring home books. Right. And they would just be like graphic, pornographic, like descriptions and things like that. A lot mm-hmm. of vulgarity and all this. Stuff. So he would, <laughs> so he was on this crusade. And um, I don't know tons of details about it, but those are some of the highlights. And uh, so I was raised very much that if the school board uh, recommends a yes vote, mm-hmm. it's probably the, a good idea to vote no. Right. Okay. And um, and it's, you know, I, I we're a lot older now. Uh-huh. We're not kids. We're not fighting those particular battles, although the, they, those kind of kinds of things may still be going on. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, I'm very much removed from the school system. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, 
And so, you know, what what is going on right now, you know, in the schools from your from your perspective? I, I think it's not how people like like and, and by people, I mean, me three years ago or yeah. two years and six months ago or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think uh, it's it's a bunch of people who are really education age, educationally focused. Yeah. Um, they are not just doing it for a paycheck and they're like, all those people love education. They're really trying to like nurture kids and stuff. They're part of this big system that everybody's trying to find their place in, but they are incredibly well-intentioned people mm. just all trying to get by. And what I also found that surprised, surprised me, speaking of my like experiences on the school board, I came in and I was like, okay, uh, first thing we got to do <laughs> is uh, – we got to focus on innovation. And they're like, yeah, we, we, we know, we know that. that we <laughs> made up the word innovation 12 years ago or something. And we've been phasing that in. We're on stage three of our, you know, four step plan. Okay. And we just oh, opened a spot in the high school. And now this becomes a true story. And actually it always was, uh, cause this, you know, was happened. Like I said, I did come on and say, I'm the young guy. We're going to, I'm going to help modernize things. And they're like, we're way ahead of you, pal. Just, you know, Slow Just, down. Yeah, kid. hold on. Yeah. Not that anybody even said that, but yeah. I could see that right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like my first, you know, my first contribution, obviously, I'm I'm young-ish for the school board. And I'm like, what are we doing about technology? And they're like, here you go. <laughs> like, it's a great plan. And, and uh, uh, the you know, and, and just it's it's very well thought out. It's better thought out than you think. If you don't believe me, start researching. Start asking questions. Um, start coming to school board meetings start reaching out and, and figuring out a lot of people I hear, um, saying, um, that it's like a, you know, there's a lot of indoctrination or, mm. um, socialist agenda. Another complaint I hear is, uh, are also going back to memes. I think the, the sentiment will be captured in the meme that says that maybe you've seen, why don't they do away with algebra two and replace that with, basic life skills. Okay. All right. Like why don't they do away with a class algebra sure, two and replace it. it with a class called basic life skills. Right, right. And if you look at the curriculum for like probably 60% of schools, or at least let's just talk about Camden Rockport. There's a class like basic life skills. It, you know, good. macroeconomics, That's good. all these crazy, you know, great topics that are, yeah. um, introduction to personal finance and, mm. um, things like that. So it's, 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 it's better thought than people think. And people just need to just, get a little uh, spend like a little bit more time getting closer to the school district just really seeing what's going on what the teachers are teaching what the curriculum actually says etc there's some controversial stuff in there i see stuff come through you know the policy um you know you know how the world is right now i you know, don't just, well i do and i don't well it's, you know <laughs> so many so many different um topics like uh you know that can be complicated for a school district like uh, you know transgender comes to mind yeah um uh, you know, the, the, the different kinds of always the, like you were just talking about the t types of books, you know, and textbooks and, mm -hmm. and literature that's being read, um, et cetera. Yeah. You know, that's, that's all reviewed and it all, you know, has different committees. I've, I've, I've seen it and it's not like I, um, love and understand a hundred percent of what's going on in the school district, but, uh, well, yeah, that's just the thing. I mean, that's what's it would take what, years for sure. That's what's interesting about this whole, you know, 
uh, that's what's interesting about the idea of public education in 2020. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about public education 200 years ago when it was introduced at gunpoint uh, on Cape Cod um, <laughs> when the children were marched by the militia uh, uh, and their parents were screaming after them. But that that's, I believe it. I mean, that's, that's, that's almost beyond like... the po- that's uh, that's neither here nor there. That's just history. But yeah. um uh, no, t- that's like how my wife and I were you know, uh, yeah. the first day of school, you know, marching everybody out. Oh, you know, for sure. By force. Yeah, 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 of course. Well, because you're, cause you're ri- I mean, this is dramatic, but you're ripping your kids out from the, what they've known in terms of family life. Mm-hmm. And you're saying, okay, now there's a, an institution that is going to act in loco parentes and and um and do some nurturing too yeah Um, i wouldn't have had any idea what you're talking about prior to like covid i would say like i just didn't realize it just school was a natural part of my life you know function everything else but well because you grew up going to public schools exactly it's just it's just part of it's 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 a thing right (laughs) you know it's throughout the whole world so i so because of my brother's experience going through school and Mm -hmm. granted my oldest brother was deaf and he moved up here in the 80s and there's there was shit for deaf culture here and there was shit for understanding of deaf culture and deaf people here um, the, at the time. The, what was it in the eighties? Nineteen eighty six. Yeah, he was in. I guess he was in uh, high school at that point. Um, yeah. Anyway, they just didn't get it, um, and that you know is you know shame on them, but also like I could totally understand why. Well, um, I, because of population. Because, yeah. of, because and I don't of the even population. know. Like, and yeah. again, I just wanted to. Just it, my chance to clarify, right? Because I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm paranoid and sensitive about the whole like shame on them. Not really, because well, I would say both. I would say yeah. both. I would say, um, you know, you 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 walk into a situation that you're unprepared for. You have to know how to adapt as a teacher. Um, that being said, it's also understandable that they probably failed uh, him to a certain extent. Um, I would say I'd say both. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be afraid of saying being a hard line on both sides. Sure. As a, I'd be curious you, to know yeah. what actually happened. Like I would need to. The, and, and they at, had no idea he was deaf for um, two semesters. Well, so they like, tried talking to him. Yeah. Well, they, just, they taught they taught him. They didn't know he was deaf. So they thought he was like mentally handicapped or something. They no, they thought he was a normal student because he could read lips. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Ex- only and until the teacher returned their back to the chalkboard and wrote on the chalkboard. I see. And they had no idea what the fuck they were saying. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, it's not like it's not a sticking point for me. I was two years old. Like I'm not like hung up about it, but it's just an interesting story. Um, anyway, 1986, long, long, long time ago. Uh-huh. That being said, uh, you know, where where we are um you know where we are now. It's a it's a very interesting question. But I uh, because of my brother's experience and my other brother uh, Jeff's experience, basically he was the you know sweet smiley face kid that could get away with murder and did. Oh, uh, Jeff. Yeah. 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 And uh, in in high school and um, and so we were uh, uh, you know so that that they, so anyway they they did their thing. I was fifteen and nine years younger than they were. So. Um, my parents just like saw this. They thought it was a horror story. Um, and they stuck me in a private school. I mean, that, so that was, I was raised in a, I was raised in fairyland in Lincolnville for, you know, a couple of years. And then the, the <laughs> campus moved over to Rockport. Yeah. And so I was, I was, was it, what was the actual name of it? Ashwood. Oh, wow. I was chasing gnomes and, you know, pinning the tail on the troll That's and, great. and playing tree bark. 
That's it, great. Well, it, it was what it was. Look how well you turned out. Though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, so I have no experience of public school on that level at, uh-huh. uh, from the level of kindergarten up. Um, so it's not a, a foregone conclusion for me. Um, that being said, like I can appreciate if you're trying to create an educational system for everybody. You know, here comes everybody. Uh, kind of uh, mentality, which is what they used to say about the Catholic Church. Here comes everybody. But um, if you're trying to do that in a school district, then uh, you know you have to be open to a great number of you know folks uh, yeah. with all sorts of ideas and yeah, yeah. Without um, without question, I think again an advantage we have here in Camden, Maine, is we can still meet all the. Uh, the marks for you know federal uh, you know the the federal education, uh, but we can be so small and nimble and community oriented that we can almost provide you know uh, a private school education or, or even something you know a really competitive private school uh, um, education. You know how things are here. I mean, I my class. Well, no, I don't. Well, I, a little uh, may, maybe some. Like, like, let's say for instance, my class had three valedictorians. Okay. You know, the class of two thousand. You know, just a lot of high performance. You know, awesome people. And it's and I think it's mainly just the the school district really staying ahead of things, despite what the criticism that they aren't. You know, really like embracing new innovation and 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 trying to make things better. Like in the jewelry industry, you're you're trying to f- use new industry practices. Uh, you're oh, sure. Trying- I got tech behind me. Right yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it. I mean, it's, yeah, obviously things <laughs> have come a long your, way. Yeah, things have right come there. a long way. <laughs> and, you know, that's, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that, that's what you do. And that's what teachers are doing. Sure. That's what superintendents are doing. That's what assistant superintendents and principals and, and ed techs. I mean, ed techs, especially like how far have people uh, come that is, I mean, especially when education is just so prevalent and information uh, and, and the, the accessibility to it, like the, the school for professional development, I think we're a little behind right now in professional development, especially because of COVID. A lot of that, like teacher workshops and things like that are for development, though. Oh, I see. That, you mean that, for the teachers themselves? Exactly. Sure. So that's like, um, I think that's taken a hit. Uh, but I guess my, my point is, Teachers are spending time on that. Everybody's trying to improve. Um, everybody's trying to make kids as smart as possible, and and as um, as as socially responsible as possible. What? It, yeah. What? It, that's an interesting question. So, um, when I was, uh, I don't know, probably fresh out of college, I went and visited my one of my brothers in Massachusetts, and he had a daughter, and that she was attending a. Oh, one of these smarty kid schools, one of these uh, magnet schools down in in Massachusetts, and I, where, whereabouts is this again? It's like uh, Bill Ricca. Oh yeah, or around around there. It's probably like Chelmsford. It's, it, it was around around that area. But mm-hmm. um, uh, so uh, anyway, I was I was uh, kind of fresh out of college and pretty green, and and so I just went around to all the teachers and I asked them, "What's the purpose of education?" <laughs> <laughs> and, and guess what i got i got shit i yeah, got crickets. Like i'm busy kid i got crick no well this was one of these like uh these was, this was one of these like family visit days uh-huh. and i just happened to be visiting my brother and my and my niece and so i was you know they, they so were, the question was say the question again oh what's the purpose of education uh-huh 
and it was. And cr- you went up and asked us to all the fancy teachers at, uh-huh. uh, at this fancy school in in uh, in fancy Massachusetts, mm-hmm. and uh, and it was crickets. And what's uh, your? Oh, I don't know if I have. What one. would your answer be? Uh, well, I mean, I would. Well, I'm I'm a student of I'm a student of the late great uh, Bill Curtis. Uh, yeah. And uh, so I would I would start an answer in Latin. I would no I would start by parsing <laughs> the word at least a du, a duture right to lead out right. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, so I would uh, although that was uh, that was that was church Latin. He he taught uh, uh, you know more. Good uh, August too hot a sell white tank. That's awesome. Uh, major we I, we had a pause for a shout me? out to Bill Curtis and his family right because I, I can't believe he died. That's just yeah that's so too sad young. too young. Yeah, and he he was writing books about like teaching Latin and stuff because I remember Bill Curtis so well mm. from my education, especially taking one year of Latin with the guy, but then seeing him for the rest of my life. Yeah, and I loved Latin and especially the way he taught it and everything else. I mean, Amazing I teacher. never touched it again, but I can I have can have little conversations in Latin with people now today. Because he made it so fun and engaging yeah. and awesome. He was such an awesome dude and you yeah. know, shout out to his family and for sure. Tons of no, condolences. He's, he, uh, his, uh, very much a highlight of my life. I was, so I was lucky enough to have Latin a, a year or two before I ever met, uh, Mr. Curtis and, uh, cause they had introduced it at Ashwood, which was fantastic. And, um, and then going in there and taking, I, I think I only took a couple of years cause I only lasted at, uh, at Camden Rockburg for two years, mm-hmm. I um, they they went and moved the fucking school on me, so I couldn't walk anymore. What, what, this was in the year two. Oh, uh, this was in the year two thousand. Oh, in or, high or, school. You mean yeah. you made two years in high school? Yeah, I only lasted two years in high school. Oh, and uh, this your last two years of high school were in a private school. They were no, they were up north, um, in Limestone, Maine, up mm-hmm. at the Maine School of Science and Mathematics. But that's kind of cool, right? Um, yeah, it was fine. It was just a, a different, if they had not moved the school, uh-huh. I would have kept going. Right, right, yeah. right. I, I just, it was, I could walk from Pearl street up to Knowlton street. And right. The, you know, why, why with the, couldn't you have gotten, I didn't want to sit on a bus. Yeah. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you like, so you were pretty active in the transition away from the school. Cause I was thinking, I was kind of feeling bad for you. Like you were torn away from it. Cause it's like all of a sudden the school moves your parents like, Oh, you're out of, you know, you can't walk. You're out of luck, bud. Um, well, no, then, I mean, it was more complicated than then that. Sent you limestone away from all your friends and stuff like that. But really you were just like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm going to go to, uh, I mean, this. yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a bit of a transition. I, I didn't like the fact that they were moving the school. I didn't see anything wrong with I, I didn't think that having a new school would Im, would do anything for the students. Uh-huh. It, oh, you it, had like an Oh, a, a, you had an opinion on I it did. as oh, a yeah. sophomore. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which makes sense cuz like it's your school. You know, you don't want it to move. You love it. Um, yeah. Well, my my brothers had gone there. Uh-huh. Um, I was a little kid going there. I, I only went part-time. Um, but I I went there. I, see. I basically got to go to any classes I wanted. Um, so I went to Latin choir, lab science, um, my freshman year. And I think I added history and English my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, not, that was about it. Um, other to, otherwise I homeschooled, uh, the rest of it. But so yeah, it was my own personal college. Mm-hmm. I could just walk to campus, go to right. school, yeah, go yeah, home, watch, cool. watch mash, eat some, eat some, you know, uh-huh. microwave rice and you know, well, do- you want to know, I wasn't too far away from you. I used to live. Do you remember, do you know where the new teen center is? Yeah. So that was my house. 
you're living in all these former <laughs> and I live and the bus barn remember the bus barn uh-huh. and it was it was called the freshman wing when it was right. first built because right. like they moved all the freshmen there remember. you know big mobilization yeah for sure. so that was my school and I was a freshman right when they, and I lived right across from it like literally right across from it I had like John Shaw and stuff so algebra. that's I mean that's a nice feeling when when the school was downtown and I also grew up with a father who you know had a business downtown yeah in multiple uh, locations and he um and so I was used to the, the the ebb and the flow of, you know, oh, after school, everyone comes downtown, they go to totally. the five and dime, they, you know, there was a real, you know, and then they go smoke weed in the, in the park over there and they go, yeah. you know, all those kinds of things. Like that's how, um, that's how everything happened. So what, what do they do? Right. Cause to me, from my perspective, school districts are all about control. Um, it, it, the, the whole reason we have public education is because we adopted the Prussian system. And so, um, it's about control. It's about control of the workforce. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's no coincidence to me at all that we are shifting from an industrial workforce to a tech workforce. Mm-hmm. And so the industrial model of classes, you know, with desks all in a row is now mm-hmm. shifting to, Oh, you need to learn how to use zoom mm-hmm. because that's the new model of work. That's how we're all going to work. Yeah. So it's both art and reality imitating each other uh-huh. um, at the same time. And so um, I, I distantly agree with you. <laughs> I'm, uh, not, I'm not looking for endorsement. Yeah. No, but like <laughs> on I'm just that, throwing out ideas on that. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, maybe the whole thrust of education is to make people productive, you know, is to make people productive adults even or, you know, equip them. Uh, I don't know if it's to indoctrinate them. Maybe. I'm not saying indoctrinate. I'm saying train. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not even saying indoctrinate. Although, I mean, if you look at. So one of the things I've had to do because we're homeschooling my youngest is. Um, is it Zuzu? Yeah. 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 yeah she's, that's the coolest <laughs> kid, by the way. I told when I worked for you, I, you know, I did some work for for John, his parents, etc. And. um you did some you did some stone work. We can get into that all yeah, that yeah. too. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Some yeah. masonry. Absolutely. We solved some problems. Hopefully, I hope it's holding holding up well. If it's some, not, some, tell of, me after. some of it is, but that's yeah. you know it's the weather. Yeah, well, it was, it was tricky. You know, it's a uh, dealing with old foundations. Um, yeah, never easy. Yeah, you do you do your best to like you know, get ahead of it. Um, but no, uh, my my point was about your. Your daughter Zuzu, she yeah. was fantastic. She's just so cool to be around the whole time, and and I remember, I, I think she, I think she liked me too. And when I was leaving, for sure, she all, she loves strong men. Yeah, yeah. and for when I was leaving, I saw her in the <laughs> window. Like we 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 just you know we we had a cool rap. You know, I'd yeah. say, hey Zuzu, and then when I was leaving, you know, I was packing up, and I was like you know loading all the stuff. And I saw her in the window and she looked and saw what was going on. Like I'm packing up and leaving. I'm not going to like, you know, like playmate out there anymore. And she looked heartbroken. You know, yeah, so. for sure. But such a cool school. I, I told my sons about her and, you know, we'll, well, we'd we'd we'll love work to, something out. We'd love to meet them someday. <laughs> yeah. Um, I haven't had a chance yet. But um, yeah, so Zoo is now seven. Uh-huh. So she's very mature now. Right. Uh, and uh, um, I guess it was two years ago. We were ahead of the curve by one year. Uh, it was two years ago when we decided to homeschool. Mm-hmm. We had her in a school before that, um, out in Hope, and um, it it didn't work out for a variety of reasons. But mm. um, anyway, so we we started homeschooling Zoo, and one of the big things that we have really emphasized in teaching Zuzu is uh, is history, mm. and 
the um, we bought a whole bunch of uh, history textbooks, and um, it's amazing to see the way that these standardized textbooks organize and select and present certain aspects of history. And you could you could go so far as to say indoctrination if you wanted. You could just say um, old school Protestant American, uh, you know, ubiquity. I mean, just sort of like um, it's amazing the way they treat, for instance, the Middle Ages. Mm. It it's a very ugly uh, it's a very ugly thing. And then uh, the fresh, fresh new ideas starting in the 16th century are just fantastic. And um, it, I mean, those value judgments are um, are based in old bigotries, actually, from my perspective. And there's a lot more depth and breadth. Last week, I actually had Matt Blazek. I don't know if you know Matt. That sounds familiar. He's married to Amanda Rector. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he's yeah, she a, was in my grade. She yeah, was. That's she was right. probably like runner up for valedictorian. Yeah, right? well, yeah. Like she would have been like you know the. She's uh, the pretend. state economist. Oh yeah. Now. Right. Like I I don't know what her actual title is. But I'm uh, calling her the state economist. That I, might I'm gonna have. I her think on. that's pretty close. Yeah, something like that. Anyways, I'll have her on uh, in a few months. But um, anyway, Matt was on, and he is a like a, a medieval. Um, history aficionado and mm. uh his presentation history was just absolutely amazing i mean one of the things that he just kept insisting on was you know we keep wanting to think that we're better than the people that lived in certain centuries mm. in certain countries mm-hmm. it's just not it's just not offer you know it's just yeah. not the right operating principle yeah. and um so one of the things that in teaching zuzu history because she's had two courses in it now uh, you know, two full year courses, almost uh, full one and a half now is um, so she went through the ancient world once and now we're going through the medieval world once. But the, the important thing was and we and we have those textbooks, we show her those textbooks, we show her, you know, that perspective. But we're trying to, like, give a balance and a, um, um, you know, a, a real broad and wide like and deep appreciation for lots of perspectives in uh, in history. And uh, anyway, so that that's just one of the things that I personally came up with when I studied history in a, in a public school, which was only a couple of years, um, was, wow, you know, things that I love are really shitty. Mm. That was that mm. was an interesting thing yeah. that I that I that was beaten out of me for at least a few years. And uh, anyway. yeah, yeah, well, I, I think, you know, again, the school board plug um, as far as the public school system goes. Right. If. um. I, I read through some textbooks and I'm surprised at how slanted it is. I mean, so I, I have to preface this by saying I think there's a big difference between uh, obviously we, we know it's a fact. There's a big difference between history and the past. You know what? What actually happened? We're just getting an account of it. That's right. So that's right. I view history and textbooks and information about history in the same way I view current information, information right. about current uh, world events, politics, things like that, like, um, skeptically <laughs> or, yeah, you know, with some skeptical, sure. with a for healthy sure. dose of skepticism, That's I right. refuse to believe. And this makes me a good friend. Like if someone comes to me, uh, if someone comes to me, a buddy or somebody like a former business associate or something, or someone you were partners with in a business and they're like, you know, John's such a shady dude. <laughs> like, 
he screwed me and yeah, yeah. everything else. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I don't believe you. <laughs> you know, in my head, I just, I don't, I don't believe the first thing yeah, I hear. No, it's not good to enter into that kind of, uh, well, I guess that would be gossip. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. I try to, uh, I mean, not, I'm not, or pre- potential pre- slander. I'm not trying to present myself as particularly virtuous. Like, I don't engage in gossip. I just, I try to be as, well, I, I think it's like built into me somehow that I'm very slow to form an opinion. Like I would never accuse you of being externally virtuous, but yeah. maybe on the inside. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So this is like my only virtuous thing. Oh, I I'm guess. teasing. I'm teasing. No, I mean, there's maybe there's more, but I really am slow. Like it, yeah. it, it's a, there's like a, f- a mental response in my head that when I read something or I hear something, I don't necessarily believe it. I don't not believe it, but I just set it aside for sure and i'm like if it's important to me i'll like do a whole lot of pondering and research try and find some evidence like prove this and as a result i like i'll hardly ever prove anything to myself uh you know <laughs> like but i stay i say blissfully disengaged from politics and everything else because i don't have the time to research everything that's going on yeah, it's too hard but when it so i'm just i'm out yeah. of that yeah for but sure. around here I do have time to research. I do have time to talk to Maria Libby and Deb yeah. McIntyre and experts, you know, yeah. around here who like run the heck out of all these schools, teachers, you know, my colleagues on the school board, everybody. And we can really jam. And um, for sure. That's nice. You know, and, and, and work this thing out. And I think it can, you know, I think that can happen on a on a larger scale. And it probably is more than people are really giving credit for. One of the things that I've really appreciated about engaging in this whole podcast thing that I've been doing now for, I guess, almost three months uh, is um, I've been doing uh, like two and three people a week for the last three months. Mm -hmm. uh, And um, and I've got people, you know, booked for the foreseeable future is um, my my real desire was to like expand as much of my um uh, viewpoint as I possibly could. Mm-hmm. So the first, I don't know, f- eight people I had on were uh, the people that I probably agreed with things about the as least as I possibly could. Like uh-huh. these were just divergent opinions from my own. Sure. And um, most of the time, I actually didn't try to argue against what they were saying, like on purpose. Like I let things stand that I just couldn't actually agree with at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was doing it in order to like hear, the, actually let myself hear the opinions. Because mm-hmm. I realized I got to a place in my life where I had all the answers, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I went to a Benedictine undergrad and I studied philosophy for four years. And then I went to seminary for five fucking years. And I studied... Um, you know, theology and, you know, the position of the Catholic church for five years. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of had answers for everything. And, um, and that's, and it's not fun. Yeah. It's actually not fun when you have answers for everything, to be honest with you, like perfectly honest. Uh-huh. My, my world, my worldview was coherent. Right. Um, and then, and then I noticed two things. I wasn't coherent. Uh huh. And, in my own like life and then everyone else I saw wasn't coherent. Right. <laughs> so I had this perfect like uh utopia utopia, you know, of theology and philosophy and everything else. Yeah, where you had like cornered the market on being right. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And or someone else did and I participated in it. Sure. And and then and then it just didn't it wasn't fun. So anyway, so one of the reasons that I started the podcast was like I wanna 
I want to encounter other people's really, really, really shitty ideas in a way that I can um, just actually hear what they have to say. Right. Yeah. I, that I, uh, And that does go back to what you had really originally asked me about was how did I change? Um, you know, let's just say how did I change recently? Um, or, or, you know, uh, by getting involved with the, the school board. Yeah. And it was realizing that, and, and it, and it, it, this is literally pervaded my whole life. Like I have new, I have new respect for Congress people, you know, (laughs) all decision makers, mayors, people that we just like, we're just like, you know, you know what on all day long, you know, and it's so easy. And, and, and yes, I think that Congress and the Senate and all those places are part of a big broken system. It's almost like you're on a job that, that you're going to lose money on a trillion dollars on. You're just stuck. You know, you're just trying to throw out new tool, low interest rates, make something up. Um, but by and large, I think all these people were trying to do something good, you know, make something uh, and, and, this only, and I think it becomes quite obvious in in the lower levels, like municipal and government and things like that. And that's what. But I think the sentiment towards like politicians or officials that exists nationally uh, informs how we treat these people uh, locally as well. And that's why I know it's happening here. And I would, and I would, and I would hope that um, we start maybe seeing that, uh, here and, and it translates, uh, you know, up nationally as well. And there, so there, there, there does need to be, cause who would want to be uh, a decision maker, a, a, a policy maker or something in the Senate or the house or whatever else. I mean, nowadays, I, I just don't think you would, unless you really want to get lambasted. It seems like anybody could be, you know, really scrutinized. So it's like that you'd want to stay away from. And I hope, and, and it's almost like, we may be creating a similar culture locally because who would want to get involved in these decision-making things and these leadership roles and these roles of decision-making roles. Um, if, um, if we make it very hard for them, if we, uh, you know, don't inform ourselves and don't participate in the entire process. Um, so one of the things that I've noticed, um, and I'm not, uh, I'm not uh, trying to put down uh, the people that I've noticed who are new at their jobs. Because when you're new at a job, you know, you're going to be a bit green for sure. Um, But I have noticed there are some people uh, within our respective age group that have taken on a serious amount of responsibility, um, you know, in local government. And sometimes the way that they react to um, criticism is Mm. very green, frankly. Mm. Um, They still have fresh feelings about things Mm -hmm. and they um, and they and they, you know, respond in, in in a kind of way that. I would expect from someone who had a lack of experience actually. Um, so I don't, I don't blame them for that. Um, but I am aware of it. And, um, and so it's, you know, it's not something that you're used to seeing, but I will say that, um, when you rise to the level of authority over others, 
Mm. And that's really actually what we're talking about. Um, when you join the school board or you join the town select board or, you know, the city council in Rockland, I've, uh, you know, I live, in, I live in Rockland now, so I've been dealing with a lot of Rockland politics lately and the whole mess between Valley Geiger and Michael Mullins is just insane. But anyway, um, when you get in at these various levels of government and uh, you really do assume a certain kind of authority over other people. And when you do that, um, a lot comes with it, you know, not only a lot of responsibility to your particular, you know, uh, positions and, and, and the, the problems that you're inevitably, inevitably going to face, but also um, the amount of criticism that you're going to get back. You know, uh, I mean, the current president is somebody that I think, you know, um, would be an example of someone who entered into politics right at the end of his life had no political ambition before that mm. and you know got involved and is probably one of um not not probably not the most but one of the most um criticized people on the face of the planet and so the level of criticism comes probably with the level of authority um and uh and I feel like it's just part of the part of the gig. That may be true. Uh, I part, yes, uh, very true, somewhat. But uh, the the current level we're seeing, I think, even with Donald Trump, uh, is pretty pretty oh, intense. Like overboard. Um. Well, I. I, I don't know if I would apply, you know, the overboard to to sentiments about Donald Trump because he is the president of the United States, and there is a lot going on. Uh, I mean, the other mo- the other right thing, now. the other thing is is that you know we're in COVID, so everyone is clenching, right? Everyone is pretty tense right now. It was even I I, I was definitely noticing before that, but I guess okay. what I'm I guess what I'm saying is what I notice, and I, I hate to make your entire podcast about this, but I I felt like it's from fine. the very beginning <laughs> that I got on the school board, I was like, yeah. I'm just noticing something. Yeah. I'm just noticing something. I went from uh, you know, hey, Pat's a cool guy. You know, we're, we're you know having a good. Uh, you know, I respect Patrick, and now, so I do a little extra, and you know, help out the school. Right. Where I grew up, where I love to like do this and, you know, have like some part in the decision making or just just helping out in any way that I can. I mean, right. in such a, I guess, practical way, really. Uh, and, and I get to walk through my old school again and even have my kids to kind of look up to me, you know, for being on the school board and stuff. And um and do feel like you have some significant role, you know, where I'm not even trained to, you know, like I'm not a teacher, which takes, you know, just a special person and a, and a education, uh, to do like, I'll, that's not me. You know, I'm, I, I don't have that particular education. I don't have that particular, uh, personality, but to, to be involved in this role is really an honor. It's a little bit fun. It's kind of stressful, uh, and it's um yeah and and so for people to think that i'm 
or it's not just me. It just, like I said, it's it just pervasive. It's everybody. Mm-hmm. Like people in all school remembers just a bunch of, just a bunch of what, what was the latest I heard? Uh, I saw like a Facebook comment. What are these fruitcakes, you know, doing? <laughs> so like fruitcake. <laughs> <laughs> We're back in middle school for sure. Right. Yeah. Throwing epithets at each other. Yeah. And I was just, I was so surprised. At that. <sighs> and I swore like, like from the beginning, I was like, you know what? Yeah. This is kind of your thing. And you were talking earlier about, the sophomoric responses mm. from uh, um, uh, local decision makers, local select board people, I guess, even who who you know would be my age. And uh, I was like, "You ain't seen nothing yet," because I'm like, I'm getting these emails of now chairman of the SAD. Mm. Uh, I, by the way, yeah, I'm, so I'm chairman of the um, SAD 28. What's know, that school, mean? School board. I'm the I'm the chairman of the you, board you get all the blame <laughs> no, i no. think i think no, the superintendent gets all the blame oh, okay all um, right. For, fair enough yeah but um no i guess you know i had that role of of uh of chairman of the board of the school board okay um so i can't even remember my point i just got so drunk with power being a chairman there. <laughs> Mentioning that, letting that out. You have to be what? Like you're you're the lead decision maker. Oh yeah, yeah. So no. So anyway, so like I'm responsible. Basically, all it means is I'm like responsible for answering the inquiries and the emails. You know, kind of speaking for the board. So you get an inbox and you get to type some stuff because we don't get a chance to all like convene every time somebody sends us an email. Okay, and then we have to respond to these people. So it it. ends up being my responsibility, and that's fairly that's a fairly new thing. So like I'm like six emails deep or something. Lovely. Um. Yeah. But again, you know, I'm just surprised at the, you know, what comes through mm. and, and, and what we see. Um, so uh, chalk that up for another point. If I can't remember my original point and chalk it up for another point of, uh, you know, go easy on the um, local air quote officials and you know, just uh, and, and don't even go easy on them. Just uh, um, be supportive or be uh, and be better informed, you know, come and engage and kind of really like if right. you're going to criticize the curriculum, then come to one school board meeting and one curriculum committee meeting. Right. You and know? do something about and it. And say your thing. Like, yeah. don't wait until a- after we have no information whatsoever and just puke your opinion out to, you know, not to be gross, but just yeah. blurt your opinion into, you know, the, the air. And like that's going to well, become... I mean, I think I think that's I mean, part of it, too, is like, OK, well, if you are going to engage in that kind of behavior where you're saying somewhat, you know, cogent, but somewhat senseless things about, you know, topic X, you know, the 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 social aspect of the school, the curriculum, the way the teachers are behaving, the response to covid. I mean, pick a topic. Mm. But if you're just going to throw it out there, then, you know, um, I would say the person's probably trying to blow off steam. Mm-hmm. Um, and you should let them blow off steam. I mean, in the sense of, you know, there's not much to respond to. Can't they, can't they hit a tire with a bat or something <laughs> instead of like calls their local oh, school board people, member an idiot? Some people will call you an idiot. And, um, and like you said, I mean, it's an interesting place you're in because you're sort of like in it, but you're also so new at it that you're still detached from it. So you have a perspective, um, like you haven't identified, like, I can, I can, I'll be honest. I can be perfectly detached from it. Like I'm the perfect character for this position because like when someone calls me an idiot, like I don't feel like I'm an idiot. I'm actually (laughs) a little bit proud of myself. You know, my mom says she's proud of me and I believe her. And you know, I feel like I've, I, 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 I've, 
I'm you doing got married, okay. You had a bunch of kids. Yeah, you, I have you, a career. professional life. You're, yeah. Yeah. And I'm not perfect. I mean, I've got, and we can go over my flaws, you know, a different podcast, although, you know, I'll probably kind of put that one off. But uh, no, I, uh, oh, geez, I forgot where you're going again. Yeah. Well, no, it's interesting. I mean, I think, I think that, uh, I think that there's a modicum of grace that everyone needs to, you know, give people who do have authority. Um, I mean, I think, that that does make sense and then i think there is a respectful way to call people to task when you feel like they're not doing their job and those are different things so sure that's very different from um a kind of you know expletive filled facebook post or right, 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 right one right. of the things i did last summer was i face i uh, friended randomly 1500 people on facebook uh-huh and uh, with my eyes closed, I just clicked friend, 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 friend. That's insane. And it was. <laughs> and uh, and I made 50, like about 1,500 friends. And um, and the variety of people that uh, I now have as Facebook friends is just wild. Like uh-huh. it's just bizarre. Like totally not within you my. You get the whole spectrum of uh, to- total, emotion complete, on your post. Yeah. On everything, on every issue. You know, Amy Coney Barrett's, uh, you know, sworn in. I get mm-hmm. every perspective. That's interesting. Um, yeah, rich, poor, left, right, you know, really angry, really happy, all these things. And, um, and, I, and, I, and it's that way with pretty much every issue. And so I've learned to take almost none of it seriously because people are operating out of their own characters and mm. they're operating and you know their character might suck uh their character might be given to getting really angry really easily or getting too giddy about the thing they like too easily and so i've just come to appreciate you know, certain people for their certain characteristics. Mm-hmm. Because again, I have no context for any of these friends. Yeah. I have no context for, you know, the really stalwart Christian hunter lady, uh-huh. you know, out in Western Maine or, you know, the really, you know, highly educated liberal guy living in Southern Maine who's very full of himself. Like I have no context for these people, uh-huh. just their comments. That's so interesting. I, 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 <laughs> some people would think this is crazy maybe, but I actually really dig this. Like, I I appreciate the the differing perspective for sure, uh, and not also taking Facebook and and social media so seriously, no, but to not use it all. as like a tool to kind of kind of really look who's out there. It is a tool. Yeah. It's a it's an interesting tool because you know what? It's only like See two what people are about. Yeah, it's only like two or three upgrades from like writing letters. That's mm-hmm. it. That's mm-hmm. all Facebook is. You're basically being able to like write a letter or receive a letter and in that letter you get the cross section of humanity at mm-hmm. every instant. And mm-hmm. that's all it is. Yeah, it's people's thoughts. It's almost like you'd write a letter 50 years ago or something but everyone could kind of add Join to a letter. In. For sure all at once that's right yeah and you get this really neat thing but like that's all it is it's nothing else Mm. it doesn't actually mean anything um now granted you can also do commerce in that letter you can also do um uh you can do all sorts of things like there's so much that you can do with that technology um that that is at cross purposes for what people actually think it is people think it's a thing Mm. i don't think it's a thing i think it's a um a medium yeah, where lots of things can go on. I I see it kind of like uh, as our first, um, our first attempt. You know, our first uh, well, not our first, probably uh, one of many uh, um, attempts over the past 
uh, human history, but communication technology, like really advanced. I remember when I was a little kid, I thought I was being all like Steve Jobsy. Uh, I was like 10 or something when I was like, someday we're going to be able to transmit a message, you know, across the world at the same time. And, and billions of people are going to be able to read it all at once or, or hear it all at once. And then the world will be a different place. Like then the world will really change. And then really, you know, 15 years later, that totally happened. That idea uh, was in the air for sure. Yeah, exactly. For sure. I mean, and little did I know. I mean, I thought I was a great philosopher or something at 10. But <laughs> well, you probably were. So many people thought of it and people were working on it. Yeah. You know, going back to a point we talked about earlier. You, yeah. know, you, you take for granted that people are working on it. For sure. And they go find some people who are working on it and, and help them out. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's a, it's a really wonderful, um, I've, I, I guess I woke up to Facebook, um, in a different way this past year and I've just been using it for an entirely different purpose than I used it before. I used to take it seriously and I don't anymore. Right. I, 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 I take it seriously in a different way, I guess is the right way to put it is I take it seriously for people are showing who they are Mm. and that's okay. Uh-huh. Um, because everyone is who they are. It's just, they don't always show it, but right. on Facebook they show it. And uh-huh. so I feel privileged to be able to have access to thoughts of people that I wouldn't otherwise have access. And that's how I, so it's a very reverential thing, actually. Like I really appreciate any, any post that I see, it's like actually like walking into church for me. It's like, okay, I get to walk into your mind right now mm-hmm. and I get to meet something that I, I haven't ever met before because I have literally never even met you. Yeah. Um, and that was part of that whole, um, campaign that I, that I did where I just friended everybody mm-hmm. and, um, and it was great. And I, and I've met some people in real life because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and it's, you know, improved parts of my life actually, uh, in, in weird ways. And then uh, most of the people I've never met, but, um, they just, you know, they share their thoughts and it's, uh, it's a privilege to actually get, you know, people's thoughts. Now, not is every thought gold? No, mm-hmm. right. Obviously not. Um, but most of my thoughts, thoughts aren't gold either. Right. Yeah. Um, and so where would I, you know, where would I be if suddenly I just shit on everybody else and think I'm great and then offer my gold to the world and think, you know, it's going to be great. You know, like that's not the way I engage it now. Well, that's pretty interesting. You've kind of been on a, I mean, you've, you've definitely been on a journey recently. I hacked it sideways. Yeah. Um, just, uh, you know, I heard a, I heard a number of, of talks about the subject and then I just decided to try it and I've learned, a, I've learned a lot from engaging social media on a slant as opposed uh, as opposed to head on because mm-hmm. head on you're always at war yeah you know and i don't i don't like that you know it's like um i've, I've been in a, i've been in enough wars uh you know my own personal wars in my lifetime i was nine years old my brother came back from uh, eugene oregon and uh and he had he had left uh, the catholic church and and he he was a, he was born again, and he tried to convert our whole family. And I just remember one night I, I was this little kid. I just remember one night my mom sobbing on the stairs, and uh, like I was like, "Well, shit, this is not 
I probably didn't say that because I was so young, but hmm. I, I was pretty nice. Didn't but know that one yet. I didn't know that one yet. Yeah. If I had gone to public school, though, I would have known it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that's true. Because uh, I, I married a, a woman who went to public school. So she's, she knew she, she taught the me S word by that time. So, she knew all sorts of things. Yeah. She went to Rockland. Uh, yeah. so, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, in high school. Anyway. So, um, no. Uh, so I, I um, you know, I've, I've gone to all sorts of wars with people over very different kinds of issues. And, it's just not worth it. Mm. I, I just haven't found something um, worth battling over like that, right? Lately, yeah. I, I I I feel the same way. I um I've been more curious as to why people feel the way that they do, or knowing that I feel a certain way and someone feels totally um, different, right? Am I definitely right? Um, you know, it's like, is it like, cause they could potentially be having the exact same thoughts in their head. So like, which one of us is right? Right. And how do you figure that out? And that's why I don't mind kind of debating these things. I mean, there are obviously some things that are, uh, that we're all passionate about. And I you know, think that we'll, we'll never change our minds. Cause it's like, it's not in our minds, it's in our hearts, you know? And, I don't know if, if humans are, are changer of hearts. They may be kind of changer of minds. Yeah, that's an inter- interesting point, for sure. Maybe it's the other way around, actually. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. For sure. I love it. Um, well, Pat, thanks uh, so much for coming on. This was fun. This was wild. And uh, uh, we'll have you back when you want to uh, tell us all about your vices. <laughs> That'd be great. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> okay. Volume two. See you, buddy. See you. <laughs>